Hey, Scott. Hey, what? What kind of pins are used in soup? I don't know. What kind of pins are used in soup? Terrapins. You know, in the episode, I was like, that's such a random weird thing to say. I didn't even think about pin being in the word terrapin. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah. Totally caught me up. That's a weird jump. I liked it, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Backcast 66. Uh, I'm Kendall. And I'm Scott. We're here to talk about episode two of the, the Batman television series, Smack in the Middle, uh, continuing from last week's episode, Hi Diddle Riddle. Yeah, I keep wanting to say, hey, riddle diddle every time. <laughs> we, uh, when last we left our dynamic duo, uh, Batman got drunk by accident, not his fault. I guess he more like he was... Uh, he was dope. He was drugged. He was yeah. doped, yes. Yeah, they call it the dope or whatever. And uh, yeah, the Riddler kidnapped Robin and had him strapped to an operating table and then it's like looming over him with a big scalpel, which was a uh, pretty dark ending to the first episode. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen to him? Uh, not what happened to him. is definitely not what I was thinking was going to happen. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into today's episode. Or rather, today's episode for January 13th, 1966. Yeah, from, uh, you know, almost 60 years ago. So, yeah, I guess it's it's revealed right off the bat that he made some weird, like, mask out of Robin's head. His henchwoman, Molly, like, uses it and is disguised as Robin to, like, infiltrate the Batcave. This was a very, very bizarre turn. Yeah, at, at first, we don't start that. We start, you know, Batman's in the Batcave worrying and working, I guess, searching for Robin somehow with the uh, Bat computers. We get a little tidbit of lore. Oh, that's true, true. Alfred calls and says that uh, Miss Harriet is worried about uh, Master Dick. <laughs> And Batman says, oh, just say that we uh, stayed at my uncle's house. Yeah, I do remember that. I don't know why I didn't write that down, but I was I remember thinking, like, Batman's got aunts and uncles. Like, wouldn't they become his legal guardians as a kid? And uh, Maybe that's I, what happens. I yeah. guess we don't really know what happened in this world. You know what? You're right. I am assuming it's kind of just like the classic comic thing where, like, he grew up brooding with Alfred and then went off to train. That said, I do think in eventually in the 66 comics, like, you know, from the last couple of years, I do think they explored that element of Bruce Wayne's life. I don't remember them mentioning an aunt or, or I know Aunt Harriet's in it, but I don't remember ever mentioning an uncle. Yeah, well, let's uh, we'll get to that keep one. Keep that in mind as we go forward. So yeah, yeah, after that, we do cut to the Riddler's lair. And uh, listeners, please forgive me because I'm definitely going to call the Riddler the Joker. Yeah. Especially as we get toward the end of the episode where it's such a Joker scheme they have going on. But uh, anyway, we get to the Riddler's lair. And yeah, like Scott says, they've made a mold of the the face of Robin. Riddler has Robin call police headquarters to patch in Batman. It's here that he delivers the what kind of pins are used in a soup riddle. Uh, And we have another one. You want to? Yeah. uh, What was Joan of Arc made of? And this one kind of doesn't makes more sense if you see it like written because they mean made like maiden, but she was the maid of Orleans, which again, both of these were ones I did not get 
when I uh, paused and tried to figure them out. Yeah, I, di- I didn't get them. But yeah, these riddles, they they kind of get... They're very uh, esoteric. Yeah, but Batman's able to put it together and I guess find out where the Riddler is going. Yeah, using Terrapins and Orleans, like it's like a, I think it's another address. Yeah, they- it's uh, it's the Turtle Mill at something Orleans. Yeah, so yeah. He's able to, yeah, figure it out. And that's, you know, obviously the Riddler wants him to go there. Yeah, so that brings like a very weird dynamic to these riddles. Because I feel like as the Riddler was presented to us last week, he has this artistic convulsion to divulge his crimes through Riddle. But here he's deliberately setting a trap for Batman. I mean, a trap's a type of crime. I mean, yeah, but it's just like, I guess if you wanted to read into this a little too seriously, it's like, oh, it's another twisted layer to the Riddler's personality. But I don't know. I, I yeah, guess, I guess you're yeah. right. There's there's yeah. no rules to crime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's rules to law. Now, I guess it's also like his his whole his whole scheme is one giant riddle and they're just riddles within riddles. He's like so, so weirdly steps ahead. I don't know. Maybe also Batman's a little crazy, too. And like he sees a riddle and he has to solve it. Yeah, maybe. That's I why mean, he... Batman's definitely crazy. This is probably the least crazy version of him, though. But there's always going to be an element of insanity because he dresses up like as a bat to solve crime. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, so anyway, yeah, as you said, Molly is now in disguise as Robin. So I wrote in my notes here, is Riddler some kind of a sex creep? Because like, so yes, she's a full grown woman, but now she she's played by Burt Ward, who was an adult at the time. But, like, the character is supposed to be, like, an underage boy with, like, no pants. And he's, like, like leering at her and stuff. I'm like, this is so creepy for, like, a lot of reasons. It, it's creepy if she was a woman, you know, and she's still in her form, her female Molly form. But, like, it's so weird. Like, he made her dress up like this young boy for his amusement. Well, a little bit for his, his amusement. A little bit for his secret plan to get rid of Batman. Yeah, it was something that struck me as like very odd and maybe like not uncomfortable, but I was like, ah, yeah, this doesn't fly uh, in 2022. Do you know it does fly? Well, I guess it doesn't fly, but it does a lot of of other cool things. Uh, The Batmobile, we get to see some fun gadgets beyond its, uh, you know, crazy alarm system from last last week. Yeah, the July fireworks show. Yeah, Molly activates a tracker in Robin's utility belt. Mm-hmm. And uh, her and the Riddler go out for a little drive. Batman tracks them down and first he drives past them and we get to see the emergency bat turn, which I yeah. thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So my original thought when this scene was happening is thinking back to last week's episode where like, it seems like you know, Riddler's got a lawsuit against for like assault and stuff against him. And like, it seems like he's really trying to slowly Batman's good name. I thought they were going to put the tracker in the car so Batman would chase it. And this looked like I was just driving down the road and Batman attacked me. Yeah, I that, that plot seemed to seems to have just been dropped. Yeah, and it's such an interesting idea. Like, I'd be interested in seeing a story exploring that now. Yeah. So after uh, getting behind the Riddler's car, he 
shoots bat rays out of the headlights, which explode the car. But not before Riddler and Molly put on their crash helmets. Listen, they're they're evil. They're not uh, suicidal. Molly pretends to be, of course, in her Robin disguise, pretends to be knocked out while the Riddler runs away. Batman, without concern for anyone else who might be in the car, just picks Molly up and leaves. But even then, that's not what you should do in that situation because you might they might have a spinal or neck injury. So you don't move like a victim like that. I mean, you would check to make sure that they're breathing all right, but you would wait for paramedics to come. You wouldn't just scoop them up and drive away. Yeah, I mean... At least not, not to be safe, you know, if you didn't care about the safety of the person. Well, that was. it turns out that Batman wasn't particularly worried about this person's safety because uh, after they get back to the Batmobile, yeah, Molly, who again is dressed as Robin, pulls a gun on Batman. And Batman responds like, we're, we're doing this already? Yeah. So yeah, Batman just knew the whole time. But even then, like, I, I feel like, especially this version of Batman wouldn't intentionally endanger someone's life, regardless of uh, whether they're on the, which side of the law they're on. My point is, I don't think Batman, I think Batman knew the whole thing was no, he, yeah, he knew it was, yeah, he yeah. knew it. Like, he was like, oh, this isn't an injured person. This is someone trying to play a trick on me. Yeah. Um, and a trick's just another kind of riddle. Gosh. Whew. Knowing Molly's plot the whole time, Batman has used what he calls a bat laser to burn the firing pin in her revolver. Yeah, it's like little, it's like this little handheld thing that he has. He uses it to cut the bars on the window in the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. I didn't notice it was the same prop. But like, it just seems to be like the sonic screwdriver or something. You can kind of just do whatever. Yeah. So so what did you think about the uh, the events that happened next? This I, I don't get it. It was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Which isn't entirely true. I've seen dumber things. But it's just like, why? Every element of this was like, why? Yeah. For so many reasons. I guess we should set it up. So Molly realizes she's in uh, hot water and uh, decides to try to get away from Batman in his own bat cave. She climbs up uh, the nuclear reactor. And everything's nicely labeled with lots of warning things and stuff. Yeah. And there's plenty of other places she could have gone. But she went up there. She runs Uh, up and Batman, you know, explains like, don't go up there. That's a nuclear reactor I used to power the Batmobile and stuff. And then she's like, oh, no, help me, Batman. And it's just standing there. But then, she- like, he's like, okay, I'm coming up to get you. And she continues to run from him. She continues to run from him further into this thing. And then eventually she's just dead. Yeah, but she's so, like, kicks so, herself oh. off into the... Yeah. So everything about her decision-making in that situation makes no sense. But then I was also thinking about it. This is essentially Batman's home office. And he's just got this open, instant death nuclear reactor someone could just walk straight into. <laughs> Not that he and Robin would, but like, you know what I mean? Like, that seems so ridiculously like, like, why, like, why would you design it that way? I get maybe he'd have a nuclear thing to like power all his 
scientific equipment and like you know they do talk about atomic batteries for the batmobile but it's just like that seems like so unnecessarily like dangerous like they even have it right there like you could have put that way deeper in like a different cave system or something you don't need to have it like where you're going to be doing like your bat taxes yeah and just like right under the house yeah it's also right under where he lives feel like uh there's a high risk for cancer in wayne manor there's just a high risk for just danger in general with this whole setup as proven by this crazy woman her decision making was so baffling i was like is she purposely gonna kill herself to like screw batman's head is this part of the plan it just wasn't and everyone's (laughs) upset that she's dead throughout the rest of the episode so yeah molly molly dies through through every fault of her own exactly exactly so i guess before we lay molly to rest i didn't do any research of this but i feel like she's very carrie kelly looking oh you know what she does it's because she's dressed as robin and has like red hair yeah i feel like uh frank miller just put some crazy glasses on molly and i mean i i see where you're coming from with that i don't want to give frank miller that much credit well i if anything i feel like it's taking away credit from him well i like the credit that he would even be like oh i'm gonna make this character a reference to something especially because like that book is like so the opposite of what this show kind of was going for on purpose yeah no for for sure that book kind of exists to erase the bad reputation of this show yeah uh we don't have to get into that i think we got into that in uh episodes of my podcast level up and friends where like i hate that book the dark knight returns but that's not what this show is about so yeah i was just heavily reminded and wanted to bring it up before we you know step away from molly since she's no, I, I get it i definitely see it after her death, Batman says, uh, what a terrible way to go-go. Yeah, you know, that was the other thing in my notes. Is like, he's witnessed a horrific death. Now, he met her in the, the, the go-go dance club. Yeah, which was called uh, What a Way to Go-Go. What a Way to Go-Go. And it's like, why would you make this like horrible joke to nobody? For our entertainment, of course. Yeah, of course, for our entertainment and the light and the mood for the kids <laughs> in the audience. But it's just like, it, it, that seemed a little out of character for me. With his one league now reduced to Adams, Batman gets back on the case. And luckily for him, Commissioner Gordon had the telephone call recorded and the police are stumped. As they always are in the show. Batman hears a rumbling in the background well, they all hear it, I guess, but the police are just like, oh, that's just some annoying sound. And Batman's like, oh, well, let's cross-reference this with the uh, train schedules. And yeah, they know what time the phone call was, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how things are in uh, the uh, New Jersey transit down there, but uh, the subway system in the, the city I live in is never on time. No, it's... Never anything here, yeah. For as much crime and, you know, as as bad as Gotham City is always portrayed, it's it's funny that they're so, their subway system is just so punctual. 
Well, they probably even when it's not on time, there's probably still a record of where trains are coming and going at any given moment. Uh, in the '60s, you think? I mean, maybe it's possible. Maybe. These things also probably weren't nearly as like high speed as they are now. True. Probably wasn't as many. I don't know. We don't get into the. We don't get any details about Gotham City's infrastructure. Yeah, definitely not. But uh, I'm just going to assume that Gotham City is very uh, punctual. Yeah, it seems like a place where they're trying their best. Batman runs all this data through uh, the specifically labeled U.S. and Canada crime computer. Did you catch that? Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, he does it in like the mobile bat computer in the Batmobile, right? Yeah, which is like through radio waves communicating with the bat caves and which is pretty advanced for the time and i was thinking about this specifically in this scene because star trek which started in 66 as well is like credited for kind of like inspiring and predicting a lot of future tech i feel like this did too because like how is this different than like your cell phone now yeah you know like like, you know that's kind of cool that like and with just a couple of tweaks like this could sort of take place today yeah for sure I was like, I, I don't know. I just thought that was neat. That like, it's it seemed probably pretty futuristic and outlandish at the time, but like with modern stuff, like yeah, you could do stuff like this relatively easy. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall in like the writers' room, or I, I'm sure there wasn't a room back then, but just like the prop, to, like who was coming up with this, and like you know, were they just like you know spitting off the dome or? Are they? Yeah, well, I gotta think that. Or, so I gotta imagine, like when they have to come up with like the ideas for props, they probably to save money and stuff. They're gonna reuse them multiple times. So like that's probably like they were like, well, you know, it'll, it'll facilitate a lot of plots if he can use his lab equipment, like his back computer and stuff, wherever he doesn't have to always run back and forth to the, uh, you know, to the back cave. And you know, I'm sure that's just a set that's set up and they can just record there. But like it would facilitate a lot of like story convenience for future episodes. So I expect to see this pop up. Yeah, let's keep an eye out for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving ahead, the Riddler is upset. He doesn't know where Molly is. He doesn't know what's going on. I love this scene. Robin is like laying very still. And the Riddler is just kind of talking to himself. He's like, oh, something must have gone awry. And then Robin just springs up and he's like, you're the one who's going to ride. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Robin's a lot of fun in this show. Yeah. He's so cool. I mean, yeah. he's a huge nerd, but he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> we also get uh, our first two holies, right? Yeah. Holy smoke and holy shell case. Batman kind of springs into action to rescue Robin. And while he saves Robin, the Riddler gets away. So we get uh, two more riddles. How many sides has a circle? Oh, yeah, it was uh, two inside and out. Which president has the biggest hat? And this one was great because it's the one with the biggest head. Of course. Uh, Putting these clues together, somehow uh, Batman deduces that they mean a bank. Yeah, I forget how they got to that bit of logic. It was pretty convoluted. Yeah. (laughs) But it was pretty funny. Um, And then 
we get a brief mention of the opening scene of last week's episode. We cut to Riddler and the Molehill gang, and they're up to something. Riddler's got a, a brand new suit. It's like plaid with big pink ribbons. Yeah, it's like his like bad comedian disguise. Not as good as his, his Riddler suit, which is awesome. But still pretty good. Uh, we get a holy red snapper, but this time from the narrator, mm-hmm. uh, which I I'm thought not was counting. In my, I'm not counting that in my holy my holy tracking because it's not from Robin. Yeah, I just uh, I just think it's funny how we didn't have any last week, and now we have three. Yeah, two yeah, different. The narrator's scenes. a lot more involved in this episode, even though the Riddler kind of set Batman up to go to this bank. He and the Molehill gang are infiltrating the Moldavian World's Fair exhibition. We learn that the Moldavian mammoth, which is this stuffed mammoth decorated in jewels and gems, we learn that it's stuffed with stamps. Yeah, like these ancient stamps that were worth nothing then, but they're super valuable to stamp collectors now. Yeah. So it's like makes it even more expensive. Yeah, so that's been the Riddler's plan this whole time, I guess. Yeah, which uh, which makes the next thing that happens all the crazier. We have a very Joker-esque scheme here. Yeah. Where the Molehill gang is like pumping laughing gas into the into the building and the Riddler whose gas mask looks like an elephant face kind of just emerges from the ventilation system and starts cracking jokes. And at first people are like, what the heck is this guy's deal? And then they're very quickly just okay with him being there. Yeah, well, as they start getting overwhelmed with the laughter of the laughing gas, even though that's not what laughing gas does. But, you know, super villainy science in this. <laughs> so everyone passes out except for the Riddler and the Molehill gang. Yeah, well, they're, they're masks are gas masks. They've won. They've tricked Batman and Robin. They have their stuffed, their stamp stuffed mammoth. When all of a sudden... Yeah, this is the part I was referring to that's like the craziest thing. Yeah, from this priceless mammoth comes bursting... Batman and Robin. They don't explain it because I have to assume they made like a false mammoth. I but, would like, think so. They had it would have made that pretty quick. Otherwise, they just destroyed this priceless na- international artifact, <laughs> creating like a diplomatic crisis. Which is what they said they were attempting to uh, prevent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Just, them just busting out of it was the craziest thing. I expected maybe like coming from the sides of the room or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised though that they burst out from it. Oh, it was a great, hilarious moment. And then I think Robin gives uh, Riddler a riddle here, and I thought this was probably the most badass thing. Go for it. Possibly happened. He asked, and when's a donkey spelled with one letter? When it's you. And I was like, damn, that's a good insult. Yeah, like that is a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fight each other. And um, as we do this podcast i'm keeping track of all the onomatopoeias that come up and i want kind of want to see which are the most common ones so in order 
We got Crunch with a K, Zlonk, Clonk, Bam, Kapow, Ouch, which isn't really an onomatopoeia, it's just something someone would say. Wham, Zap, Kapow again, Irk with four Ks, Zock, Biff, and Z, 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 Wap. So like, so Zwap. A lot of these don't even make sense for like sounds. But they're still great. I love the fight scenes in this show. Oh, they're great. That's why I want to keep track of this stuff. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm kind of curious. Because I know a lot of them are really weird. Like Zizwap and Urk. I kind of love that, though. And like the only time I've ever known the word Biff to be in a thing is from Back to the Future. Yeah, I'm curious what, what the common ones are going to be. Well, this one already got a repeat in it already. So you may use cow twice. All right. What, are you going to keep like a running tally then? Yeah, I'm going to have a Google Doc sheet uh, where I'll keep track of what ones are set in which episodes. I'll put a total at the end of each season and see where we're at. And I can do one at the end of the series. And I'm going to also keep track of all of the different holy things Robin says. Because that might be a thing he does more and more as the show goes on. Because like I said last week, I was surprised I didn't hear any of them. I, I imagine it's going to become a more regular. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious. We're big nerds for doing a uh, discussion podcast on a show from 60 years ago. And like, I want to keep data on like the dumb things that happen in it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, knowing that he's lost, the Riddler abandons the Molehill gang and escapes down a hole that they previously blew in the floor. Batman gives chase, and uh, in their battle, Joker shoots a hole in one of the laughing gas canisters. Oh, yeah, and in this fight, we get another appearance of, like, Batman's little, like, flash bombs that he throws. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to just be a, a thing. Yeah, I think that's just going to be a thing he uses, because it's, it's a relatively simple effect. Yeah, I'm into it. But Batman warns that the uh, laughing gas, should it ignite, will cause a, a major explosion. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. The gas goes up, and Riddler is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I think they uh, think that maybe he might have perished in that, but Batman's not so sure. Uh, and then, you know, us being from the future, we know Riddler will return. Yeah. Um, but I did find it interesting. So, you know, Batman and Robin have saved the day and uh, at least they arrested the Molehill gang. Yeah, thank goodness they're off the streets. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm glad they're off the streets. Yeah. <laughs> so back at Wayne Manor, Bruce and Dick are just going over the the outcome of their their battle. And uh Dick seems a little he kind of equates whether the Riddler is dead or alive with whether they succeeded or failed, mm -hmm. which seems a little wild to me. Yeah. So like, oh, we didn't, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't bring him to justice, but it's not like he, like they mur like we're setting out to murder him. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Oh, well, if he survived, that means we failed. You saved the, you saved the woolly mammoth. So don't and he brought, brought a bunch of criminals, you know, to into the legal system. Yeah. Bruce has his regrets about not being able to save Molly, but whatever. They'll be uh I they'll think, get over it by next week. I think they're over it now. 
Like, <laughs> as soon as he's done, he's done reminiscing about her. But they also mentioned that uh, they got an update about their lawsuit, uh, and it got thrown out because Riddler failed to show up in court. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank goodness that's, for that. that. That's all that amounted to. Yeah, and like, if the Riddler was smarter, he just would have... Dealt with that. Yeah, just like he had Batman right where he wanted him. Yeah, he's going to have to reveal a secret identity. Yeah, he should have just like been like, okay, I'm just going to like wait until this happens. Yeah, I think that would have been the right move to do. And I think that would have been interesting. Yeah, especially because it seems like the court date was, wasn't was far off at all. Yeah, just had all these un, uh, unforced errors to have this really bizarre plan. Like what was Molly supposed to do? I think she was just supposed to kill Batman. I guess at least that was a chance to keep him like distracted enough that maybe they could have done the woolly mammoth thing without having to do the bank trickery thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'll say overall, I think this is a, a decent start to the show between the two episodes. You've got a lot of elements that like, are going to be like kind of common throughout the series. So it's kind of a good introduction to whether or not this is going to be something you are going to get into. But I don't think it reaches the highs of some of the other episodes nor some of the lows of some of the few ones that we're going to eventually get to. It's a nice creamy middle. Yeah. So I guess my goal, I want to know who the Adam West Batman's arch nemesis is. Yeah. Now, Commissioner Gordon does say Riddler's his arch nemesis in the first episode. That's although, true. Although I have a feeling he might say that about every villain going <laughs> I'm not sure the best way to come to this conclusion, but I think maybe at the end of every, whether it be every episode or every set of episodes, every story, basically, we can rank the villain's plot. So yeah, so here, here's how I think we can kind of judge it, judge them going forward. We can judge, their, judge them by like their plot and performance in this particular story. But we can also think about like, because the best arch nemesis are going to be ones like, challenge them on levels more than the the literal plot of the story so like does he this this represent like a challenge like batman and robin's philosophy like uh how is it challenged like they're more they're like crime fighting or like how much like did they have to expend like all their resources to to deal with them so it's just it's, those are things to think about as we discuss this i mean granted with this first episode we don't yet have anything to compare with this one two but it feels like he challenges batman on like he's you know, batman's like kind of a super detective and like this guy's plot like riddles and stuff are supposed to be so like hard to crack yeah but batman cracks them instantaneously not just batman robin like his apprentice gets him faster and he's like 17 or something in this yeah, which, <laughs> so the episode ends with uh, Bruce offering to help Dick with his algebra homework. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Dick thinking that. genius. Like, yeah, I remember thinking that, and he got, like, all these crazy riddles that me, a full-grown adult, could not figure out. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just where his talents lie. Uh, but I just thought that was pretty funny. But yeah. anyway, I'm thinking... What if we had a three-point scale, maybe? Like, we just judge how, how good of a job we think the, the supervillain did. Um, all right, that's fair. So I have a scale of one to three. 
And I guess what? Would one be the worst or best? One would be the worst. Because I figure we can keep track of how many points everyone gets, and then we can kind of add them up. Although that will have a bias to see for how often the villains show up. But maybe we can do like, I can do like an average I can do that. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll we'll do an average score and compare yeah. everyone at the end. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, I can't see this one being more than a two. I would say a two. At it most, was, a two. Yeah. It was a very convoluted plot. Um, and like, you got kind of nothing out of it. Yeah. And there were so many times where it's just like, all right, if you can just dial it back. Yeah, you, you would have been going. Yeah. Like in the first 10 minutes of episode one, Riddler, he had Batman. Yeah, there's like, no, Batman's like, there's nothing I can do about this. But then yeah. Riddler had to keep going. Yeah, he kept going. And then he, look at him, fails to appear in court. So yeah, all right, I'm good to give Riddler too. Because it wasn't the worst plan. Like, No, he had some good riddles. Like there was some scheming involved in it. He had a bunch of dudes working for him. Like, you know, but like, yeah, if it, it you know his molly died so like I, I, yeah not everything was was wasn't super airtight not that i expect a lot of these to be that airtight but uh yeah i, th- I think i'm comfortable with the two if we want to do it uh, that way cool all right we got it awesome all right well what do you think scott anything left for uh smack in the middle um yeah, no, I think I left it all on the table there. We left it all on the field. Um, I am excited for the next episode um, because, you know, I guess we should also talk a little bit about uh, Frank Gorshin and this version of the Riddler in general. Um, I do really like this Riddler, but like you are right, it does have a lot more in common with traditionally like what the Joker does. I love the Rid- the Riddler in this show, but even as a little kid, I was like, why is this guy giggling like a maniac? That's like the Riddler's whole deal. And I think, I mean, no diss to Cesar Romero. No. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name, yeah. I feel like the Riddler does it better here. And I, I, I kind of wonder if, like, I don't want to peel, peel into the, peer into the multiverse and see the version of this where Frank Gorshin plays the Joker. And I don't, I wonder how beloved he would be. Then again, we don't get the makeup covering the mustache thing, which is amazing. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm very, I, I like Cesar Romero too. Like, yeah. well, you know, we got the Joker coming up in a, a couple of episodes. Uh, we got to get to the penguin first. So we can, we'll talk about him more. I'll probably have, cause it's a very different take on the Joker. Like I think Riddler is portrayed more like the Joker is throughout more other Batman interpretations in this, at least in this episode, especially because yeah. he's got laughing gas and is telling like jokes as a comedian. Yeah. It was it was pretty strange, um, but I can't say I've read many '60s Batman comics, so who knows how these characters were being written back then? Yeah, I think this 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 was the Silver Age now, right? In comics, late '60s. Yeah, because Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I haven't read a lot of. I've read scant Silver and Golden Age books, but like I wouldn't call myself an expert on this era, other than like it's goofy. And like, there's a lot of goofy, iconic stuff that comes from it that, like, especially in Batman, that they keep reusing, like, they're making callbacks to every once in a while. But I, I can't say what the Riddler was like at this point in the comics. Yeah, and honestly, I doubt I'll go check. Oh yeah, I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, but, not, uh, I'm not interested enough. Uh, unless, you know, maybe people in comments like can point us out to some good ones, you know, maybe. But uh, for this era in comics, I mostly want to read about the Penguin and Joker. Yeah. Speaking of Penguin, you know, as you had mentioned, uh, we got him coming up next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I hope you all join us for uh, Fine Feathered Finks. And uh, until then, we'll, we'll see you next time. Same pod time, same pod channel. 